What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Coast Coast Podcast. Today, it's me and Griffin. We're running this. We're doing a Suns episode, infamous Suns and Foe. We're talking about them. Uh, they just uh, beat the Clippers last night uh, as we're filming this on the amazing DeAndre Ayton uh, alley-oop uh, game winner. So we got a lot to talk about. This team wasn't even in the playoffs last year. Uh, went off in the bubble. We'll talk about that in a second. And now there are two games from beating the Clippers and going to the um, NBA Finals for the first time in forever, I believe. I don't know if it's been maybe Tom Chambers days. I don't even know if they made it back then. Who knows? Griffin, have they made the finals before? Uh, they have. I think so. I could. Yeah, they lost in uh, 19. Oh, no. Barkley. 1993. Yeah, Barkley. Barkley. Yeah. So um, we're just going to touch on it. We're going to touch going back to where the Suns team kind of began. Uh, the 8-0 bubble run. I think everyone knows it from them. Um we saw some amazing play from people like DeAndre Ayton, uh, especially Devin Booker. Uh, we didn't see stars like Kelly Oubre playing for them. Um, and we didn't even have Chris Paul on the team yet, but it was a fantastic run. Um, Devin Booker hit some clutch shots. And even though this team statistically uh, really had zero shot to make the playoffs uh, back in that bubble, uh, they still went 8-0. Uh, and they were just so close. A uh, One team losing would have sent them to the playoffs, but... Uh, Griffin, we're going to talk about it. What do you think? How polarizing was this 8-0 bubble run? And how do you think it's affected them today? Well, I think it was just a building block to get where we are today. I just want to say that I think this run didn't start at the bubble. It started last season at the beginning of the season. The hiring of Monty Williams, uh, James Jones being hired as the as the manager of basketball operations. Like, that's a game changer for the franchise. We had terrible we had a terrible GM terrible coaches for the last 10 years practically since Steve Nash left and that was a big culture change that both Devin uh, Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden desperately needed because they were getting drowned out by the terrible coaching and decisions that was going on around them but the bubble was really putting the league on notice I guess for this upcoming season that the Suns weren't going to be the Suns that we've had in the valley for the past couple of years and it was it was it was great. Like, you know, if the Nets hit a shot, we would have been in contention. We would have been in the playing game for the playoffs. So like Harris Levert, man. Yeah. This is that shot. If my man hit a shot, like we would have we, we would have had a shot. I'm that's what I'm saying. Like we, we signed campaign in the bubble, who is like before that, he was just known for being like Russell Westbrook's hype man, but now he's like CP 15, the, the next coming of Jesus Christ. Oh, he, has, he has the Michael Jordan layup package, dude. He can't, he, he might've got blocked by Zubats maybe one time. And that's like the only time I've ever seen him get blocked. So like, I don't know, just like I, people in the national media, I'm just going to, I'm just going to ramble a little bit, but people in the national media love to like, say that this team is like CP threes, like team, which it kind of is. He, he did add a lot. He added a lot of, like, veteran leadership to, that this team <clears throat> desperately needed. But to say this team is all CP3 is kind of, I don't know, disingenuous or I don't know. But, like, this team is a full-fledged team that just needed the opportunity to shine. And no pun intended because we're a son, but, you know. 
Exactly. I mean, like you're saying, I mean, Devin Booker and those boys, uh, they're up 2-0 in the Clippers right now. I mean, sure, the Clippers don't have Kawhi, but they're still a pretty good team. They're able to beat the Utah Jazz uh, mm-hmm. in those two games without him. So it's not like there are any slouches. Uh, I mean, we've seen some amazing play from players like Reggie Jackson in the playoffs. Obviously, Terrence Mann hasn't been that game six self of himself, but Paul George has been taking to another level, and they're still up in the series. Mm-hmm. But, uh, just absolutely great. So we've I been mean- talking. Well, go ahead. I mean, just for to talk about this series a little bit, like if the Clippers can't get Kawhi back, it's like it's over. Like I know Tyron Lou, like he could do some black magic and maybe get us back in this, but like I don't see it really happening because the Suns are just way more athletic and like better defenders than the previous two teams that they've played, who they've come back 2-0 against. So I just don't really see a lot of faith in that. And CP3, he's also missing. Like he is an all-star point guard and he is missing and he's going to come back next game. Like, I don't really see how they can match that. Oh, I mean, yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, I think at this point, because they were going to make the finals, uh, CP3 is a top five point guard of all time. I have oh, no yeah. debate about that. Yeah. It's him, Curry, uh, Magic Johnson, John Stockton, and then you throw Oscar Robertson in there. I think yeah. he's better than Isaiah Thomas. I think just the way he's, such a polarizing player. I mean, if he can capture a championship against, you know, a relatively not super strong Bucks or Hawks team. I mean, shout out the Hawks. They just won tonight. Yeah. But I don't think the Hawks stand a chance against the Suns. Yeah, no. no I, 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 before the season started, I kind of saw the Hawks as the Suns in the bubble where they are a star away from actually being a very legitimate contender. Like, they are in the Eastern Conference Finals, but – Again, the East is not very good. The Sixers absolutely, like, if they played up to their potential, they would have won that game and that series. So, I mean, I think they're they're a good team. They're a good team, and so are the, the Bucks. But, like, I feel like this, this Clippers-Sun series has so much weight behind it. Like, I mean, whoever comes out of the West, I think, will win. Oh, yeah. I think that's what people see right now. But, I mean, on paper, who knows? Yeah. But, Exactly. So we're going to move on. Yeah. Like Chris Paul could go down again, you know, he's very very prone. But hey, who knows? Speaking of Chris Paul, I think we got to talk back to an absolute fleece of a trade, uh, which was uh, Chris Paul. You know, he had that kind of rebound season in OKC, uh, was on the Rockets the previous season. And then, you know, they made a trade for him. They traded Russell Westbrook in exchange, got a bunch of draft capital. And Chris Paul's become the better player at this point. Um, but the trade details pretty much looks as uh, the Suns had traded Kelly Oubre and Ricky Rubio. Uh, Kelly Oubre, who had had a fantastic season, did not be on that bubble squad because he was mm-hmm. injured, but still, I think, averaging about 18 points a game that season. With Ricky Rubio, a solid veteran point guard, uh, Ty Jerome and Jalen LeCue, some young guards, still with potential, but not anything that's going to wow you. Um, and then a 2022 first-round pick. Uh, for Paul and Abdel Nader, who doesn't really play on the Sun, I'm pretty sure he's been waived at this point. No, but, he's he's injured right now. Oh, he's injured, but not not a cont- contributor at all. No. So I think when you got to look back on this, I think there's absolute fleece of a trade. I mean, Kelly Oubre doesn't play for them anymore. Obviously, they got draft capital out of it, but this the Thunder really don't have anyone right now that they've gotten from that trade that's you know benefiting them, and the Suns have themselves in the chance to make the NBA finals two games away. So 
Griffin, let's talk about this trade. What was your initial reaction when you heard this trade had gone down uh, last summer? Uh, surprisingly, in like my son's friend group at school, I was one of maybe two or three who thought this was a good deal. We were on the Kelly Oubre high in Phoenix. I, I don't know if it's just because he's hot. And like, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. He's a good looking man. But like, he is not what Chris Paul provides to the team. I was saying that I'm like, Kelly Oubre, he committed, he did, he added so much to the Suns, like organization, culture. Like, culture. He he was a culture guy. He, the Valley was hype. We actually cared about the Suns for the first time in like five years because of Kelly Oubre. Like I remember that even the games back then last year, um, like the games were fun. Like we were not the basement dweller NBA organization that we were. For the past, I don't know, fucking five years. Uh, oh, sorry. Can I can I curse on here? Go ahead. Yeah, you're good. Okay, my fault. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like shout out to Kelly. But like Chris Paul, what he at? Like you, you were saying, he's a top five point guard of all time. He is one of the greats. Uh, and like really, what what is our pick? Like everybody was worried about the pick. Like what is our pick worth? We're, we're what we might get the thirtieth pick in the draft. Like oh 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 me oh my like. I feel so bad. And like Jalen LeCue, I liked his dunk highlights, but that was basically it. Ty Jerome was terrible. He was one of James Jones's miss, like misses. Like he he hasn't really had all that many, but he was a draft miss. And Ricky Rubio, again, kind of like Kelly Oubre, he got us on the right path, but like we needed to go beyond that. Like shout out Ricky Rubio, shout out Kelly Oubre, but like this trade was an absolute steal. Uh, and, you know, I do it again in a heartbeat, you know, Liam? I do it again in a heartbeat. Exactly. I mean, guy who's proved these last two seasons, he's obviously the most valuable player in the NBA besides some players like, you know, LeBron James. I think Chris I Paul, would I would honestly say he's, like, up there with LeBron. Every team he goes to oh, is I mean, like that. And what the Suns really needed at that point I was – a they needed a, another guard next to Booker, but what they really needed was veteran leadership in the locker room for mm-hmm. Aiden and for Booker and they got that and that's I think that's put Aiden Booker Cam Johnson Mikel Bridges on the path to being better players than they would have been without Chris Paul yeah I mean you look at Chris Paul uh, a thing that's pointed out in his all-time status is he's 10th all-time in win shares uh, behind legends Kevin Garnett Dirk Nowitzki Tim Duncan John Stockton Michael Jordan Carl Malone LeBron, Wilt Chamberlain will ignore him. I think he's a little bit of an overrated player in terms of his era, during the pace, and then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So, absolutely crazy. I mean, he's definitely going to pass Tim – I mean, uh, Kevin Garnett. He's only about two winters away, so he plays another season. So, amazing to see from him. But mm-hmm. we'll move on. And I think one of the most vital parts of this team is the depth on this roster. Uh, some guys, I think, that were added this offseason that made a huge uh, difference. And I know Griffin – you were really, you and your dad were really happy about this move. Uh, Jay Crowder uh, mm-hmm. from the Miami Heat, obviously a huge part of that Miami Heat finals run in the bubble. He was added to your roster. Also, we saw the emergence of Cam Johnson this year, um, as well as seeing some production from players like Cameron Payne, obviously led the game scoring in game two, uh, and Torrey Craig. So I think those guys uh, are some of the most big, important role players on this team. I'd say every other guy like Mikel, Aiton, Paul and Booker, they, they have star power. Mm-hmm. So I'd say out of those, you know, what's your opinion on like, you know, let's start with Jay Crowder to begin with. 
how do you think, like, what's his impact to you on this team? Uh, first off, it's like Chris Paul, veteran leadership. He's been there. And, like, I think he's been in the past five playoffs. I could be totally wrong there, but he has been in the playoffs in and out. He was in the finals the year before. But we also need, like, a Patrick Beverly, Draymond Green type of tough guy. We need that intensity on the defensive end and on the offensive end that will honestly chirp the other team. I think that's a, like a vital part to a winning like NBA championship caliber team. You need that guy who will do the dirty work. And Jay Crowder does that. He is, he is like a vital part of our team. And I think it was a, like a James Jones. Again, there's a reason he won executive of the year. He's so good at picking up these players. And, you know, I, I don't know what more I could say. The boss man is here to stay. Exactly. I mean, uh, I, what other player? Tory Craig. I mean, we fleeced Milwaukee for him. Like we gave him cash considerations for this dude who has been a vital part coming off the bench. He is vastly outplayed what we traded for him. Like he has been so good. He was super great in the Denver series, especially kind of coming home because I believe he was on Denver before yes. going to Milwaukee. He started his career in Denver. Yeah. So it was kind of like a homecoming for him. He balled out. He's balled out during the playoffs. I, I re- honestly didn't expect a whole lot when that move was made. I think that was at the trade deadline. It was. Yeah. Like that move. I was, I was, I wasn't expecting, I was expecting Abdul Nader 2.0, but he has turned into an absolute great contributor on this basketball team. Uh, I think you said uh, campaign too. Like I, t- I said this before he was known as Westbrook's hype man in Oklahoma city. And then he went to, I think he went to the Bulls and then the Cavs maybe. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's he, and then he went to China. Like he, he was going to be out of the NBA if he, if the Suns didn't, I don't know if we could partially like give credit to the Suns for this, but um, like his emergence ever since the bubble, like he's been out of this world. Like even I've seen people on Suns Twitter and on like Suns Reddit, like saying that, he could be like the the guard in waiting behind Chris Paul. And honestly, after these playoff performances, I'm like, I wouldn't be like too mad about that. He's been playing absolutely fantastic for what we like. We, we, we didn't trade for him. We didn't give up anything. We just signed him on a 10 day for the hopes he would be great or even good in the, in bubble. the bubble. Yeah. And he's balled out. Absolutely. Like he is. We needed a backup point guard in the bubble. Because I think we were we were dealing with some injuries, and he he balled out absolutely. Yeah, and then I think did you say Cam Johnson too? Yeah, Cam Johnson. Yeah, I, that pick when we picked him. Wow! Wow! I, I was like, what are we doing? I mean, and I, I'll first to admit it, folks, I was dead wrong. Like this kid is so good. He is a he was a veteran college basketball player who like ball that who's a great shooter from Pitt and UNC. He he's just, he's an absolute, he's a killer from three. And now he's kind of developed this year in off, like off the ball in his ability to like drive with the ball. Cause in his rookie season, he was more of a spot up shooter, but now he's developed into like a big role player for us. And I like love to see it. Like, I don't know. I think our development team here in Phoenix is just, so good. I hope, you know, Jalen Smith is watching what these guys are doing. Exactly. I think a guy that looks like the only miss right now on that team yeah. is probably. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to give him another year. Oh, what, of course. You have to. Yeah. I, 
his frame is nice. Like he's lanky. Like he can build into that body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, you know, hope, hope the best for him. He seems like a nice kid. Yeah. But just to add on, I mean, Aussie Jay Crowder known for his heroics last game, throwing that alley-oop right over DeMarcus Cousins head. Um, perfect positioning, by the way. Um, and then for campaign, uh, 20 points and nine assists he's averaging in these last two games versus the Clippers, an extremely vital piece. And Kev Johnson's been shooting above 40% in these playoffs, uh, about averaging 11 points and a steal and a half during these last two games as well. Obviously, small sample size, but these guys are stepping up to the task when you have a guy like Chris Paul, who, when he wants, like he did in that Nuggets series, which we'll get into in a second, um, was able to dominate. You know, taking the mid-range jumpers, having the most points, I believe, by a guy his age in the playoffs in X amount of years, you know, the ESPN statistics. So mm-hmm. then we'll hop into the main part of the season. Um, the Suns had a pretty good shot at getting this first seed, you know, going back and forth with a Utah team, which I think in the end, uh, this Utah team was just firing on all cylinders all year. They have a guy in Donovan Mitchell who I think you can compare pretty much to Devin Booker in the way that they're both, you know, Top rising star shooting guards. They're going to be battling for one and two in the next couple of years. Um, obviously, guys I love very much. So uh, I've been a diehard Mitchell fan since his rookie season and uh, been rooting for Devin Booker in these playoffs. He's been showing out, obviously, that 40-point playoff triple-double that he just had. His first career playoff triple-double first career triple double that he had um, against the Suns. I mean, the Clippers in the game um, one. But we'll talk about the season, Griffin. What were some highs? What were some lows? Um what were you worried about this season and what, how has it transpired in the playoff? Uh, my main concern coming to the season, which has been my concern for the past three years now, was DeAndre Ayton. I, he has been so inconsistent during the regular season that I thought we would either – I don't know. I thought our ceiling in the playoffs coming into the season was the fifth or the fourth seed kind of where Oklahoma City was. But, like – and during the season, even DeAndre Ayton did not play good. There were like stretches of the season where he did not play in the fourth quarter because he was a liability. He was a liability out there. He couldn't. He couldn't make the right decision. But like just kind of jumping forward to the playoffs a little bit, he has stepped up in a, a, an amazing way. But kind of coming back to the regular season, like I expected a big year from Booker, and I think I don't know. I feel like it was almost. I don't know. I don't know if he's he had the best year in terms of what he could have been, like kind of compared to like the upgrade from Ricky Rubio to Chris Paul, the ability to have another star on the court with him. He definitely had a better I think he had a better no, I don't even know if he had a better year. Not specifically. He was a worse yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. His, percentage his three point percentage, his three point percentage went down. And this is a guy who won the NBA three point contest. Like he sh- he needs to get better. Con- like this was my concern going to the playoffs that like, he wouldn't be consistent, and he kind of hasn't been. But he he's built for the NBA playoffs like type of game. But like he when in the past when Booker has had to play point guard, he has made like he just makes bad decisions like in terms of passing. He gets a lot of turnovers, and I think we kind of saw yeah. that last game in the clip with the Clippers game. But overall, like overall for the for the regular season. I expected playoffs after the bubble, and we got like I f- exceeded my expectations so far. But like coming into the playoffs, like kind of before we played the Lakers series, I was like, we're probably gonna lose. 
even though uh, LeBron was kind of hurt and AD was definitely hurt. I was LeBron. Yeah. I'm like, it's LeBron. We're going to lose. And then I I was like, it, our playoff success is going to be dictated by DeAndre Ayton. And if he plays good, we live and die by him, basically. Booker's going to – I I know for a fact Booker's going to be good, and Chris Paul is going to be good. Chris Paul goes down in the first game of the Lakers series. I'm like, oh, no, it's over, basically. But Ayton and Booker absolutely stepped up, and they've continued to step up throughout the playoffs. So, yeah. I mean, again, exceeding my expectations, I guess, is – a yeah. sentence. And then just looking at, you're talking about the three-point percentage. Booker's shot less attempts and has become worse at shooting at three-pointing. Three points every year since 2017-18, except for the fact that he had an ex- extreme dip from 38% to 32% from uh, 18 to 19. But yeah. still, I mean, he's become more of a slasher guy. I feel like him and Donovan Mitchell have switched roles as in who's, you know, the guy that shoots more because I feel like Mitchell's a more willing to shoot now instead yeah. of Devin Booker. But I think both players switch for the betterment of their games. Yeah, uh, Booker has definitely tried to add to his game in the sense that he's tried to get his teammates more involved, which I appreciate, but his decision-making has not been there. And the three-point shooting was a big concern of me going into the playoffs. I'm Like, he, he was a three-point – like, I know he's a good shooter, but this sort of like statistical numbers was like alarming to me. I'm like, before I looked at it and I'm like, he has to be like 39, 40%, but like, it was shocking to be in the thirties. Like, I don't know, but like, I just think consistency in the regular season is kind of something he needs to work on. But if, if we're getting this sort of playoff success, I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I think you got to look at coming. Um, I was looking at just a second ago. Um, at the halfway point, you can say the all-star game. Uh, the Suns weren't, you know, I would say amazing. They just come off a win yeah. versus the Warriors. They're 24-11. and 11, But mm-hmm. that next half of the season, they only lost 10 games. And yeah. they went up to 51 wins. I think, you know, just hitting that second gear, the all-star, you know, break really jumped them. You know, Booker um, got that all-star appearance, you know, barely anyway, like he did the year before. Uh, Chris Paul was still there. But, you know. Like you said, the further development of DeAndre Ayton, I think he's still got, you know, I think he can, you know, shoot about a three, I mean, a three and a half. Bless you. Three and a half a game. I think he can be super valuable for this team for spacing because I think that's only going to make Booker a better three-point shooter if he has more spacing around him. But I think DeAndre Ayton does does his best inside and, you know, in that 15-foot range. So I think he needs to stay there. But yeah, in the in the regular season, that was definitely a concern. But in the playoffs, like I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a hot take, Liam. I'm gonna say it. He is the third best center in the NBA right now. He playing wise, yeah, be, better behind than Jokic there. and Embiid. He is he has stepped up. Like the only thing he could really like, he needs to add a more consistent outside shot and mid range shot. But besides that, I'm like, he is he is on his way to stardom right now. If he can continue this consistency in the regular season he's going to be an all nba player and i don't think it's something we should be surprised about i think oh, yeah. you know a comparison i just seen uh today on the internet i think i don't know if you saw this either uh they're comparing deandre ayton um marvin bagley and luka Doncic, the hakeem olajuwon sam Bowie, and michael jordan which i think you know a little bit light version on that each was of it that was exactly i i brought up the 1984 draft class for a reason because i want like Bro, I, I nobody is mad about the Rockets picking Hakeem. 
Mm-hmm. I, that, I feel like that's kind of what the Suns is going is going to be like the the Suns like thought process is going to be. No one's going to be mad at them picking DeAndre Ayton because he's going to be turn out to be such a good player. But Luca is on another level, and Trey Young is on another level. But mm-hmm. like, I don't really see. I don't as of right now. I don't regret that pick at all. Before this season, I kind of did. I'm like, I kind of wish we picked Luca or Trey, but like, I don't know how that spacing would work with Booker. But now I'm just I'm floored at how 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 good he is. I was I'm honestly shocked how how he stepped up because honestly his effort like I didn't see a lot of effort from DeAndre. I thought he was like barely trying out there. But now when I see what he can actually do, I'm like, oh, my Lord, he's Mm -hmm. so good. Yeah, I mean, he's averaged 16.3, 10.8 rebounds um, and. How many blocks was that? Oh, he's not he's not really good in the defensive yeah. end, I'd say. Yeah. You know, he's still polishing that side, which is you well, know, I think he's good on the his interior defense is not great, oh, but overall, yeah. he's honestly a pretty good defender for he's a big. better than he's above average. He's not oh, yeah, and especially when like a wing or a wing or a guard is like he is out there and he has to pick it up. He's not he's pretty good. He stays low to the ground, like he doesn't jump at a lot of stuff. He's pretty good. So yeah. I I I don't know. I, I mean, that's why, like, the Hakeem Olajuwon thing was like, okay, like, I understand it. Like, yeah. a different player than Hakeem. Because Hakeem yeah. – I think I, mean, I think that comparison is more like what I was saying, where it's not like these are the – like, they're not – The type like, of yeah, – exactly. the idea of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's going to go down. It's like – I mean, eh, he's not going to go gonna down. He's going to go down as a, a, a great – Third best player in that draft. I, I don't think he's better than Trey Young. I love yeah. Trey Young right now. So, I mean, but – Yeah, yeah. I, it It – I have to see. I have to see. I know. Yeah, we do have to see, though. I mean, a guy like Elijah Wan literally came out of the draft, um, a legend in college, by the way, an mm-hmm. obviously an all-time legend. I think you can make a case for him that he's the second-best center of all time. Yeah. Um, 20 points, 12 rebounds, two and a half blocks in his rookie season. I mean, obviously, this guy was amazing. And then, of course, do I need to say anything about the goat himself, Michael Jordan? But um, we'll move on. And I think, Aussie, what we got to talk about, what's going on right now? Obviously, we had alluded to it earlier, uh, the DeAndre Ayton game winner uh, in a game where the Clippers should have honestly won, Griffin. I think you can agree on that. Paul George choked those last two free throws. A guy who shoots 89% from the free throw line missed two free throws at the end of the game. You know, we wanted to take that title of pandemic P back, you know. They gave it to Kristaps Porzingis because he's going to Shanghai to play with the Sharks. So, uh, Pingus Zingis no longer has that title. It looks like it might be uh, Paul George. Nihau, nihau. Like I know, but we want to talk, let's talk about that game, Griffin. Obviously, um, it was it just happened. We know what happened in game one. Uh, Devin Booker dominated in a game uh, where he put up 41 points um, and a triple double effort. But let's talk about this uh, game two of the series. Obviously, just recently happened. What were your thoughts? Um, going in, I was nervous about. The, the the Clippers had a, a decision to make. It was either stop DeAndre Ayton or stop Devin Booker. And they made the choice of stopping Devin Booker, which honestly worked out for them. Patrick Beverly, I hate saying this. I, I hate him as a player. Oh, I hate him. But he played very well. He yes, played good on the him. defensive end. Booker did not have a good game. Uh, Paul George also didn't have a good game. So it kind of, I mean, he kind of did. From three, he didn't have a good game. But that kind of offsetted that. But like I was worried going in, I I thought again once again I was calling DeAndre Ayton's name. Where are you? 
I need you to step up. I also said this mentally. I need a campaign game. And I got one. Okay. Nine, nine assists, zero turnovers, 29 points or 27, 29 or 27. 29. I got it right here. He balled out. Okay. And like, I'm not normally the one who talk about the refs in the NBA game, but this was horrendous, Liam. Did you, it was horrendous. Oh no. calls. The calls okay. in this game, and how oh, the, 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 the poking the ball out—that was BS. That was that was terrible, mm-hmm. and how long it took. It took Liam. The the power went out at I my watched. house. The power went out at my house. It was the start of the third quarter. We were expected a two-hour power outage, rolling blackouts in the hood, Liam, and like. Uh-huh. It's turned on again. Like it took so long. The refs. Uh, Chris Paul, I don't know if you heard this, but the, the the main ref, I don't remember his name, but Chris Paul has lost 11 games in a row to this ref. And the players around the league do not like this ref. And he was, he was calling some out-of-pocket calls. And basically what I tweeted out on Twitter was like, the, ref, they, the Clippers were handed this game and they still choked. Like Paul George. Scott DeMarcus, Foster? Yes, yeah, Scott Foster, him. Oh, super. Uh, Chris, yeah. Chris Paul does not like Scott Foster. And I was, once I heard that set, I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh no. It was not good. But like, we, I think campaign and DeAndre Aiden absolutely stepped up. Everybody else, we honestly didn't play very well. And we still squeaked out a win. Uh, our three point shooting was really bad. Um, Cam, Cam Johnson, though, one bright spot. He played very well. He was five for five from the field. But mm-hmm. overall, I was, I was nervous coming into the game. I, w- I thought we would lose once Paul George went to the free throw line. And then I still thought we would lose because they were still up and we had a couple cent- seconds left. And then once that ball went out of bounds, or was that – I don't know. I don't – No, the ball went out of bounds. The, then the Clippers got the ball. They fouled the Clippers. Paul George yeah. went to the line, missed the shots. And then right. I believe uh, Devin Booker went down, hit the jumper – Paul George went down, hit the jumper, and then there was barely any time left, and that's when Aiden went for the dunk. Paul George goes for the game-winning shot at the end. Not enough time yeah, in the clock. I think you're. I think you're right. Um, I, I I don't know. I honestly didn't know what to expect going in. I thought I thought Booker would play better than he did. I thought the Clippers would step up. Seven turnovers, by the way. Yeah, and I was saying it. It is a problem. His turnovers are a problem. For somebody who Stephen A. Smith is crowned the next Kobe Bryant, his turnovers are a problem, okay? It's blasphemy. I mean, Kobe Bryant, I believe, is all-time number one in turnovers, if I'm correct. Okay, he's living up to the name then. But, like, <laughs> if you li- – come on. Like, yeah. I love Booker. I, I will cheer Devin Booker's name in the streets. He, I don't know if he's Kobe Bryant, Stephen A. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know. I, I think – and then also, I mean, a bad three-pointing scene – Shooting game by both sides. You can say the Clippers yeah. did a little bit better, shooting thirty-eight percent. Uh, the Suns did shoot twenty-three, which is something they got to step up on. I think terrible. a big. Arc no, honestly, was, it was like it was like an outlier game. Like we've honestly shot super well from three, yeah. And I think that's the effect of Chris Paul not being there, kind of like drawing defenders toward him so he could find the open man. Yeah, I mean, I think four three-point shots for Dario Saric is a little much. Oh, um, oh my lord, <laughs> Dario. Oh my lord! And at least he's better than freaking Frank Kaminsky. I don't know why we played him in the Lakers series, and we didn't play Sarge at all. 
uh, we can kind of work backwards a little bit. I want to talk yeah. about the Lakers and the Nuggets series, but like, I don't know. After this game, Ty Lu again, he can do some dark magic and he can pull out three times in a row coming back from O2. A parents man need, 35 point 39 point game. Yeah. They need to they need to like rub on Kawhi a little bit and help him out, you know? But like if they don't get Kawhi back, it's over. I'm mm-hmm. calling right now, it's over. Yeah. I think regardless, with Chris Paul coming back, it's over. But I mean, that's good because Chris Paul's going to make this team a better three-point shooting team. Oh, obviously, absolutely. He draws attention. That mid-range jump shot is so deadly. People got to collapse lethal. in on him. It's lethal. It is. But um, I think Jay Crowder played a very bad game. I mean, two he points. Terrible. He played had terrible. A, I mean, and you could say, oh, it's beyond the box score. He had, I mean, a negative, a minus two on his plus minus in the game. The only thing won. he did well that game was throwing the, the pass. Yeah, which was, was amazing, it. by the way. It was he an amazing pass. DeMarcus Cousins maybe should have angled himself a little better, but like I mean know. that man got no that man got no legs, bro. That boy DeMarcus Cousins got yeah. no mu- got no <laughs> ligaments down there anymore. And then he started pushing Booker. I'm like, bro. And then bro, they gave him a technical foul like this afternoon. I'm like, who's gonna shoot the free throw? <laughs> uh, but I think we can look now. Uh, if you want to go back, we can backtrack to yeah. those last two series. You want to touch on those real quick? Yeah, let's start with the Lakers. Like I said, coming in, I was nervous. Oh, everyone I, was nervous. They I, weren't even favored to win the series. I know. I You look at ESPN. You look at all the national media. I'm like, this isn't good. The first game, shocking. Devin Booker, I'll say this about Devin Booker, kind of the middle games in a series, he hasn't been super great. But in the first game of a series and a closeout game, he has been phenomenal. He has been a GOAT. He has lived up to the Kobe Bryant moniker that Stephen A. Smith has crowned him with. Okay? But I was nervous. I was nervous. And AD balled out that game. Yeah, he did. He balled out. Chris Paul goes down. It's over. Psych. Psych, no, it's not. He was playing with one arm the first game. I mean, it one. looked like it because the Lakers took the next three games. I mean, two games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It looked over. Once we were down one, two, I'm like, it's over. They're going to, they're going to, he goes for a near triple double 35. It's going to be four one, and the Lakers are going to move on, and we're going to get clowned out on Twitter. That was my fear. But now we're getting clowned out for playing injured teams, which I, you know, whatever. What I can't control that. But, I was nervous. Warriors uh, did it back when they win the first championship, so it's whatever. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't really care about the, the Twitter talk. Like, I can't control that. We're just winning, okay? But uh, like, I was nervous. We're playing LeBron. We're playing LeBron, who in my book is the goat, okay? And he didn't. He didn't play good. He did not play good. I don't know if he's injured or he's focusing on the Space Jam two uh, movie yeah. release. I'm yeah. very excited about that. You know, Zendaya's Lola Bunny. Excited, <laughs> excited. <laughs> what can I say? But like, I don't even know what else to say. A- Anthony Davis is made of glass. Yes, he's, he's if like if I'm a Laker, if I'm in the Lakers front office, I'm contemplating trading him. I can't depend on him. Hundred percent. I take Carl Anthony Towns for him. Straight up swap. Ooh, I, ooh. Yeah, I mean, Cat's gonna be there when it counts. Mm-hmm. He might not be a better player, but like I don't know. I, and then moving on to the Nugget series, after I saw what we did in the Lakers series, I thought we would win in like six or seven. But what I did we thought, win in? I thought Jokic was the MVP for a reason, and what? he would he could he could squeak out like a game or two. 
with no Jamal Murray. And I think Will Barton was hurt for the first couple of games. Yes. So I'm like, he, he will, he will lead them uh, a as game, or two, but we will, we will win the series. Uh, and then I was dead wrong about that, but not in a way that I'm complaining about. Uh, we balled out what, uh, once again, uh, Chris Paul, if anybody watching this series, like watch the whole game, watch every, all the four games through and didn't think Chris Paul was a top five point guard of all time. Like, I think this series kind of cemented it, at least in my mind, you know, he hasn't had the playoff success that you'd want, but like really he Clippers, so he played very, very well. And Devin Booker, again, closeout game was good. Rest of it. I don't know. Exactly. If Devin Booker's having a good game, game four, if oh. they win game three, it's over. Yeah. Also, DeAndre Ayton, he Jokic, he matched Jokic. Like he played, he played very well on the defensive end and matched him, I think, in like point categories most of the time, except for like a game or two. No, no, no. I just I just checked game three and four. He got dominated by him. Yeah, no, I'm I'm saying like not. It, he it, held him in check. He held him in check. He Very held him in check. He didn't go off as as much as I thought he would. He uh, Jokic said this himself. DeAndre Ayton probably guards him the best in the entire league, and I think that was confirmed in this game. And I like Da once again. I'm like MVP of the playoffs so far, if not for Chris Paul, maybe. But like he has played so well. I thought we the Suns would go as far as DeAndre Ayton would carry them, and, and we have we have. But, hey, I think we got to talk it off. We're going to end it off. We got to give our predictions. We're going to talk about what we think this game three, what we think some big points for the Suns. What do they have to do in order to secure a win here in this next game? We also know it's Chris Paul's game back. It's going to be a huge emotional game, a playoff game in Staples Center. He hasn't played. uh, I mean, a playoff game in Staples Center where the Clippers are the home team, not the Lakers here this time. What are we thinking for this game? The Suns won't have the amazing crowd in Phoenix that they've had behind them for the past couple of games. So I and think a that rowdy crowd, a rowdy crowd. In We're knocking the people out. Was there We're for knocking. game six? We're knocking. Suns fans are knocking them out. Swear to God, Suns are far. But I, I think, I think the Clippers will get a game in LA, but I think we will steal one and win in five. That is my prediction. I, I, I think, I think Chris Paul will have an all right game. I think Booker will bounce it back, and I think Aiden will continue to play not as well as he did this game, but I think he will continue to play well. I think we will shoot better from three. I'm saying we like you're a Suns fan, but like I'm rooting for them I, now. The yeah. Warriors made it itself. So. They're the team of destiny. Uh, like I think I think like Paul George. I think will have a bounce back game, but I think the supporting cast around him, like Patrick Beverly will not have as good of a game. Reggie Jackson has to be the X factor. Reggie, Reggie Jackson and uh, Marcus Morris have to play very good for them to win. And if one of them doesn't play good, then it's over. Like I, we haven't mentioned this, but Marcus Morris has played terrible in this series. He's Absolutely. Tiny. Yeah. He's tiny. Can't match Aiden or Sarge. Like, dude, come on. You can beat Sarge. Come on. Uh, but like, I don't know what one if one of them doesn't play good, they're in jeopardy of losing the game. Like that, I'm just gonna be honest. Like they have to be clicking. They should give Luke Kennard more minutes. By the way, that dude played very well. Mm-hmm. They well. paid him way too much, though, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I agree. The Ty Lue, bro, come on, black but magic. I, I'm predicting. I think 
it's going to be a close game. Um, I, I said this again when we were talking about game predictions on our la- my last episode with uh, my boy Chase, but I think it's going to be a close game. But I think I'm going to let the Clippers sneak out with a quick little like three point win. I think you know Chris Paul, uh, he's going to play like you know 15 and 11 kind of game. I think it's going to be all weighing on the backs of DeAndre Ayton in this game. I think he's going to be the one that stars for them. He just can dominate them so easily. I was looking up the weight. The heaviest guy that they really play, I mean, outside of Zubac, is Nicholas Batum. That man was a yeah. small forward in Portland. He played small ball center for them, which yeah, is I know. crazy. They, like, the small ball is not working, though. But, like, nobody can defend him, really. Zubac mm-hmm. is not going to defend him. DeMarcus Cousins can't play more than five minutes until he's gassed. Like, I, like, I just – I see the Clippers winning one in L.A. And that's yeah. it. I think the series is over after that. Yeah, I think the Suns going to win uh, two straight. They'll lose this next. They'll lose this next one. They take the next. Yeah, uh, I can see that. I can see that. But I think the sin the Suns take this series easily. Kawhi's out. He tore his ACL. Yeah, there's, Ka- there's no Kawhi's, I, If Kawhi comes back, it's going to be a medical miracle. Or they lied. He'll be AD. He'll he'll just like collapse and just can't yeah, play. He'll collapse in a minute after playing Lakers. Lakers uh, staff, by the way, Lakers medical staff. What are you doing? Exactly. Potentially doing? ruining a Hall of Fame guy career. Yeah. So. What are you doing? But I, I don't I don't want to keep you for too long, but like any predictions for the East? I I want I want the Hawks so bad. I just <laughs> I'm rooting for Trey Young. It's kind yeah. of a similar vibe. I feel like they're way more of an underdog team than the Suns, of course, but absolutely. Like, how can you not like Trey Young at this point? This man winning the Madison Square Garden. We're gonna go the off a little rant. of New York. We're gonna go on a rant real quick. I will at least. Went in there, absolutely owned them. You know, in the most, you know, illustrious sports center, arguably in the world in Madison Square Garden, he became the villain out there. You know, uh, you know, this team was so hyped. They became the fourth seed. They haven't made the playoffs in years since, you know, the Carmelo Anthony days. Uh, Julius Randle's the king of New York, in their opinion. You know, it's the top. That dude's a bozo. But, of course, um, you know, Ray Young goes in there. He bows in the front court. He is owning that team. And then, you know, he goes into a game uh, series versus the Sixers. They have no business competing in. And he makes Ben Simmons look like a goddamn fool. Ben Simmons cannot even guard him. Not even Matisse Thibel can guard him. And those two guys made all NBA defense. So, you know, fantastic play out of this Hawks team. It just makes no sense. They really shouldn't be competing that well. I mean, Clint Capella has been an absolute fantastic player for them this year on the defensive end. I think he is the fourth best center right now in the NBA. I think, I mean, obviously, like, we had that DeAndre Aiden stuff, but Clint Capella, I almost put him on my all-NBA team prediction since I thought he played so well this year. I mean, Rudy Gobert is getting a lot of hate right now, rightfully so, for the way he got exposed, but still um, – but this team just they just took the game uh one versus the uh Bucks tonight. You know, Chris Middleton played like literal dog shit, shot like the 0 for 7 from three, like six from 23 from the field. Um, but you know, going against Drew Holiday, who I think is an even more impressive defender than Ben Simmons, in my opinion, when it comes to the one-on-one defense. This man, Trey Young, put up 49 points, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's gonna take a lot out of this man. He's putting everything on his back, but the sad thing is that they run into the Suns in the finals. They're not beating them. Yeah, as much as I, I'd love to see a miracle season like that where a guy who has no business even being in the playoffs like they were winning a championship. I don't want to sound like a, a Phoenix homer, which I definitely am. But, like, 
I I don't see any of these teams out of the East beating the Suns. Like we are better defensively than any of the teams they've both faced. Uh, like the Bucks live and die by Giannis. Chris Middleton is not a dependable two. In my opinion, if I was Giannis, I'd feel super bad about the front office job in Milwaukee. They can't pair him with somebody better than Chris Middleton. Stephen A. bashed them about that just recently, just a couple hours ago. He's not good. Like, I mean, he's good, but he's not a two on a championship team. He's not. Why couldn't they make a package for James Harden? You know. Exactly, exactly. Throwing a package for James Harden. You saw what the you saw what the fucking Nets gave them. Like, yeah, like you, little dog shit. Throwing something better than that. I mean, Jared Allen, I love it. 76ers, what are you doing? Exactly. Or the Heat, by that matter. Tyler Hero, trade him. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he's oh. so bad. Like, Jack Harlow carried that man's career so <laughs> far. But, like, I don't – I get. I want the Hawks to win, but, like – I don't know. I, Giannis is so good, but like I've said, but we see that in the Sixers series. Everyone his supporting cast is really bad. I th- Ooh, I want oh, the yeah. Hawks to win. I want the Hawks to win for my Migos, for my boys out in ATL. I want them to win. So, like, I guess we'll see. For Liam's twenty-one Savage shirt, we're repping. Let's go. We're repping. I, oh, I mean, sorry, that's Chicago. My bad. We're walk. We're we're repping at Hot Atlanta today. So exactly, exactly. We're I'm about to get some. Nashville, actually, that's in Tennessee. <laughs> the Nashville <laughs> chicken. The Louisville, the Louisville, Louisville. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. <laughs> hey, well, we don't want to hold you guys any longer. This yeah. is a banger of an episode. Make sure you guys drop a comment Thank down below. Let us know what you guys thought about this episode. Drop a like, subscribe. We always love the support. Hey, Griffin, my boy's been gone for a minute, so we had to bring you back for another episode. Pleasure to be back. You know, it's a long way away from the March Madness episode, but time to drop some facts. All right. All right, we might be back, you know, doing a Phoenix Suns, the championship miracle season. If the Suns make the finals, I'm coming back. Oh, we are. I, I, I'm ordering my Devin Booker jersey immediately. Let's go. So. Let's go. All right, without further ado, this is Coast Coast Podcast with Griffin Winter. We are signing out. Peace.